Welcome on in. It is your boy KV coming at you from my Saints and Sinners studio right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I am welcoming you to the Ken Valdez Approach. It is the final podcast of 2020 for us here. And uh, man, I, uh, I'm i telling you, we're going to be ending this podcast this year with a bang. Okay. But before we get into that, can I just say that I'm really quite happy to see this year just just go it can't come to an end soon enough <laughs> i don't think that i'm alone in saying that man I, I i'm just i'm so glad to see it go and uh, i'm definitely looking forward to better days anyhow back to the matter at hand this podcast here like i said we're gonna be ending 2020 with a bang my guest this week is none other than sarah grace Now, a lot of you know Sarah Grace from NBC's The Voice. She blew minds on that show. She was with Team Kelly Clarkson, which is awesome. And, uh, man, she is just, she's incredible. She's an uh, an amazing multi-instrumentalist, an amazing singer, an amazing songwriter. And she is just a class act when it comes down to just who she is as a person. Man, this young lady just how do I put this? She just gives me so much hope in the future generation, not just in music, which is apparent. She gives me so much hope and faith in, in the upcoming generations musically, but just as, as a person and who she is, you know, she was raised right, man. And she's just got a great head on her shoulders. And I'll tell you, I just wish that the world had a lot more people like her. And so after you check out this particular podcast, I think that you'll feel the very same way, and hopefully we can all learn a little something here. What's kind of awesome about this particular episode is that because she's still young, she had homework to do. So we kind of made it short and sweet, but it was definitely very impacting with uh, with just her performances and uh, the conversation we had. So sit back, enjoy, check it out. I'm going to have a fun time with uh, my friend Sarah Grace, but first... I'm going to do a little tune for you. I cannot keep on living in this 
everyone let me go ahead and get sarah grace on here everybody welcome 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 hi hey how's it going pretty good i let my dog in oh my gosh no rude don't bark it's my dog she's my audience that's that's awesome (laughs) i just i just got my dog from from doggy daycare he had a day today he had a dog day today let me go get her you go, you go get here. I'll be right back. You Would you mind that. taking me out real quick? I'm going to take you out real quick. All right, I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Ugh. All right. She's adorable. She's so sweet. You can't get mad at that. Anyway, let's go. There she I'm is. back. Hello. I lost my audience, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell me about your dog. What kind of dog? I have a pug. She's adorable. Her name's Rue. I actually have two pugs. Um, mine is Rue, and Reagan's, my sister, is, her, well, Reagan is not a dog. Um, <laughs> Reagan, my human sister and drummer, her dog is Perry, and they're both 10, but <laughs> Perry acts like he's 85, and Rue acts like she's 5, and so she's the one that was just barking of very course. energetically. Yes. Rue, Rue, and, and Perry. Mm-hmm. Rue and Perry. And, very and cute. Reagan the sister, just so mm-hmm. everybody knows. The human sister. The human sister. Mm-hmm. She's she's awesome, and I think I've, I've told this story before about your sister. When I met you guys out in, in Memphis, I think your sister, what, she was 13? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was, because you were 15, if I remember correctly. Is that right? So. 15? Oh, 16, I think 15? I was... Was she 12? Maybe. I think I was 13, and I think she was 11. No. Because really? that was the last time I went, other than like no, because you would have been you would have been no, because you would have been because you you're 18 now, and it mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago. So it maybe what? I'm pretty sure it was five years five no. years ago because I went in eighth grade. That was five years ago. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I went in sixth grade and eighth grade. I'm pretty sure I met you then. I don't know. No, I did because I met you the same year that I met um, Amanda Gresham with United by Music North America. Good. Okay. And that was my eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
man, the years are just just kind of blending together. So she was eleven. Yeah, Aha. baby, she's a baby. So let's. This makes the story even cooler. But your sister, you guys got done playing a show, and I'm seeing your sister tearing down like a mad woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking at her, like, what is going on? She is <laughs> hauling out of here. And she's like, I got another gig. Mm-hmm. At 11. Like, she's, like, gigging, and she's, like, going and, and, and playing. Like, I I mean, she's 11, and it wasn't with kids. It was, like, with just with, with, with grown, grown-ass men. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just like, God, these I know. Kids, they're so talented. You're so talented. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know Sarah Grace, Tell 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 everybody about yourself in a nutshell, other than the I fact the that the elevator pitch. Yeah, I want the elevator okay. pitch from you because you're 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 awesome at this. I like this. All right, here we go. Okay, so I haven't done one of these in a while. Okay. So it's a little. I don't know if it's up to date, but here we go. So, well, I have done a lot of these because I'm I just finished applying for college. So, but those are more <laughs> not elevator pitches. Those are like stuck in track, stuck waiting for a train to go by pitches. Sure. Um, so we got a little more time for this, but. Uh, so I am a singer and an instrumentalist. I play keys and trumpet. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I have a band called Sarah Grace and the Soul, and we went on a national tour last year. We were supposed to go on another one this year. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, um, but that's okay. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I did that national tour last year, and I got to come see so many people from so many places. It was so amazing and, and such an unforgettable experience. Um, and right before that, I was a semifinalist on The Voice. And that's where most people, if they know me, that's where most people know me from. Um, so, yeah, so I have a lot of original music that I've been playing at my shows. I haven't been able to release it yet because I was supposed to record um, the week of March, like, 15th. So that was <laughs> a terrible week to want to do anything. Um, so I never got to do that. But someday I'll have music out. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I know a guitar player. Mm-hmm. I know a guitar player. <laughs> He's okay. He's okay, this guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, I want to talk to you. I want to hang out. I want to spend some time, but I also want to hear some music. Can we yes. uh, hear a song from you? Yes. Fantastic. Everybody, this is my friend Sarah Grace. I'm so happy to have her back. All right. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. Perfect. Normally, I do original music, but I wanted to do... Um, a song that I just really love and that I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, This is a Nora Jones tune. It's called Don't Know Why. Hope you all like it. I saw the break. 
love that song i think i like your version the best and i'm not just Ooh. i'm not just saying that like that's thank you like i mean that full on i love that that was fantastic thank you so much yeah i like that it was like slower and mm -hmm. you know you got that that very genuine heartfelt thing that you do so well thank you yeah yeah but i have to ask you where did you come about Playing the music that you do, listening to the music that you do. It, I mean, you're 18, mm -hmm. okay? And I am freshly 18. <sighs> freshly 18. That's crazy talk. <laughs> That's crazy talk. You're 18, so I guess what I'm trying to find out is, I mean, chances are, you know, people your age aren't really listening to a lot of blues, a lot of soul. Nora Jones. Mm -hmm. Love her. Where right. did you? Where did you get your? <laughs> I don't know, your taste in music. Mm -hmm. So my parents always listened to artists like Prince and Train and Dave Matthews and 
all those like legendary dudes and Robert O'Keefe, who's a Texas like songwriter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I grew up listening to those artists, and I was like, Dad, can you play a girl, please? <laughs> um, and forever, it was just like that was just what I listened to. Um, and then once I wanted to listen to girls, I was like listening to Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus and like um, Taylor Swift and all the girls who were popular amongst kids my age. But I just I didn't like it as much as I loved the music that my parents were listening to, not because they were girls, but because they were not the like girls in the genre that I love. Um, although Taylor Swift is a queen. Um, <laughs> so I I found like in my search for some female artists in that genre that I'd always grown up listening to i found artists like susan tedeschi and grace potter and um rachel price from lake street dive and sarah barellis oh my sarah barellis is my favorite artist in the world and i can play a sarah barellis song in a minute um and Nora jones uh and just all these artists that i completely identified with i grew up thinking so i loved singing um but i grew up thinking that singing was like not a talent because i was like i was born with it and so therefore like I didn't learn it so I didn't put work into it that's completely garbage I've realized like singing is so much work like I've learned so much about my voice and I've put so much time effort and studying into music and and singing specifically um so little me was a little incorrect about that but it led to some good things it led to me playing instruments so and also just since I had been listening to Prince and Train, I wanted to sing their songs and they were not in keys that were conducive to a 12 year old girl. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I was eight when I started playing guitar. And so I was like, I'm going to learn guitar so I can transpose these songs. Um, and so although I didn't really know what transposing was, but I knew that if I played the song, I could move it around. Sure. I'm not sure how I knew that, but I did. Um, and so I decided I would learn guitar because my school was offering a guitar class. So I t- took guitar, um, and then I got a capo, and it was best day ever. Um, <laughs> and then I switched to piano just because my guitar teacher also taught other students piano. And I would have my guitar in the room, and I'd be like, you know what? I'd really like to play those 88 buttons right mm-hmm. there because I was like... 10 and buttons are very appealing to 10 year olds just (laughs) it's the best the easy button best thing ever um i mean my parents thought it was the worst thing ever but i thought the easy button was so cool instead of an easy button i got 88 of them um i got a piano and i started learning to play it it was a very cheap casio privia and the g key got stuck after not very long and g's pretty common when you're beginning um so, yes, yeah, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> and, even, and even when you're not beginning. Right. No facts. Seriously. But when you are, it's like. G. G. Right. And it's like all I wanted to play was a G. And I was so sad. But it's fine. Um, <laughs> so then I upgraded and like, you know. But that's how I got into music. And I guess that's how I developed my taste was just listening to my parents' music and then wanting to find um, some women. And. Also, I, I attended, like, some music camps around uh, Houston, and there was one in Galveston that was free, and it was a blues camp. And so I was like, why not? It's free. Yeah. So I went there, and that's when I discovered the blues, and that's how I got into the um, International Blues Challenges, and I got involved with the Houston Blues Society, and um, that really influenced 
me as an artist um, just because learning that you can make a song out of just three chords and, it, and it's okay. Um, you yeah. don't have to have a million chords. Sometimes simple's better. Most of the time, simple's better. Yes. Um, and so just learning that music is there to serve the art and like the chords are there to serve the message of the song, not necessarily like the message is there to accommodate how many chords I want to put in a song. And so I became a much better songwriter too. So with that said, are you, are you still playing guitar at all? Do you, do you dabble in it at all? No. At the beginning of quarantine, I was like, I'm going to learn guitar. No, it hurts my fingers. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) It is not my thing. I and my friend today, we were sitting on the terrace at my school. We have this beautiful five-story building in the middle of downtown Houston. And just the weather in Houston is so nice. I was sitting outside in this this, uh, short-sleeve T-shirt. As I'm here in my sweatshirt. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was I was hot in my short sleeve shirt, um, and my friend was playing guitar because she goes to school for jazz guitar, and she was just sitting there playing, and I was like, I'm so jealous of you, um, but but no, I I just uh, guitar is not for me. Are you I familiar? Do love it, though. Are you familiar with Bill Champlin at all? I don't think so. So Bill Champlin had a band back in the Bay Area in the '70s called Sons of Champlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 70s and 80s. And then he ended up becoming um, a member of the band Chicago for a long time. And Bill was kind of like the multi-instrumentalist. He, he did a ton of keys in B3, and his voice is just outrageous. But I remember having a conversation with him once, and he had told me, he's like, so you're a guitar player. Do you play piano? And I was like, no. He's like, you mm-hmm. totally should, because if you learn how to play piano, it makes the guitar that much easier. Mm-hmm. And I figured, like, because you're you and you're ridiculously talented on, you know, your instruments that, you know, chances are you might might take a stab at that. And, and mm-hmm. knowing you, you're going to be fantastic at it. <laughs> again, that's, that's just who you are and what you do. So um, I had to ask. I had to ask. Mm-hmm. How, so today, you and I were talking a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe... The, la- <laughs> the last time yeah, you and I, we had talked a little bit and, and I was, you know, I was asking you like the last time that you were on here, it must've been, oh gosh, maybe April or May right in there. A long time ago. You know, so the, the reason why I'm asking is our governor just shut down our state again because this coronavirus is ridiculous. And, you know, one of the coolest things about you is the fact that you know what you want to do. You have this career path right in front of you. And although you're a senior in high school, you are a very accomplished musician. You're a touring musician. And even this, although you're freshly 18, as you put it, (laughs) uh, you know, you have been sidelined, as we all have, Mm -hmm. by this coronavirus. But you're also living in Texas, you're doing the school thing. What's life for you like in Texas right now? Is your state like opened up or is it shut down? And, you know, second part is, um, you know, what are you doing musically? Are you able to gig? Are you, you know, what's, what's the lay of the land there for you? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty mixed. As a state, we are open. Um, I mean, at least the counties have the opinion, the, the option to be open. Um, I live in Harris County, and so that's Houston. Um, and so we're in a big city. So a lot of the decisions that are being made lean left. And so therefore, like, 
we're not as open as a lot of areas in Texas are, um, which is unfortunate, but that's eh, whatever. It is what it is. Um, and so I know, like, one of my favorite venues is a bar, and so they, they don't serve food. Um, and so in order to be open in Houston, you have to serve a certain – or you have to make a certain percentage of your – income from food in order to be open and so they can't open up even though other venues that I play that do serve food can open up even if it's the same exact thing people will be sitting in the bar um distanced and all that jazz um do like watching me play a show where it's in, in and it's the same exact thing just a different venue where they don't serve food and so there are some things that are happening like that that are not cool um but other than that Texas is pretty okay right now. Um, I'm going to school, which is amazing. I was absolutely not making it through online school. I've always been a great student in my life. I have cared about school. I've loved my education. I have loved my teachers and my fellow students. And I've just, I've always had a passion for learning and gaining knowledge and having the interactions and the professionalism that school develops. Um, and so not having school for eight months, was really hard on me because it, it is something that I care about so deeply. So and did you do did you do the uh, the distance learning? Yes, I we we all had to. Everyone in the country had to. Okay. Um, so I did in the spring. We had emergency distance learning, which was okay. I had one class per class per week. You know what I mean? Like my Spanish class met once a week. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. And so I and. I actually want to learn to speak Spanish, so I'm in AP Spanish this year. Um, and so only meeting once per week was really lame for me. Um, and then, and same for my other classes, like I was in AP classes, so I was trying to prepare for the AP test, and I was only meeting once for those classes. But I do applaud my school for making some classes work. Um, so I, I do appreciate that emergency effort. But then in this fall, we had a six-week cycle where we – Everyone was online, so there was no option to come back in person. Um, and that, we had a normal schedule, but we've done what, what's called asynchronous learning. And so that's where our teachers give us assignments, but we don't meet for class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am being given assignments, but I'm not actually being taught. And Well, I am now, but I, when that was happening, I, there were days where I would go without being taught. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, this is not why I go to school. I want my teachers to show up for me and show me that they care about my education because I care about my education. And I am really lucky to be a senior who's already learned to read. I've already learned to write. And I've already developed my passions. Um, I cannot imagine being a kindergartner and not going to school right now and never learning to, like, you're not being handed paper from your teachers and told how to write on a piece of paper. How are children going to learn to read and write and talk to each other? It's God. so important that people talk to each other. I guess I, I've never really thought of that, but that's amazing that that's something that, that you know, is so important to you. I hear the passion in your voice, yeah. and it's just like, man, yeah, I it's guess I've never painful. thought about that. It's been absolutely painful for me to see children going through this. I have I wanted to be a teacher when I was younger, Um I know that like doing online school has been hard enough for me and I can read. I can use a computer. I know how to log on to my classes and see this is a schedule. Here's my math class. It's at this time. But if I was six and I didn't know like how to read a schedule, I couldn't log in to my classes. And so you can't 
how you can't let these sixth grader I mean six year olds just we're we're leaving them behind and it breaks my heart it really does and like it, when I then when I was in sixth grade and going into band I I made the choice to play trumpet and I I wouldn't be learning to play trumpet right now if I was a sixth grader and that changed my life I learned trumpet and then I went to my performing arts school where I was given the opportunity to be on the voice and that is a career path that I'm, I'm going down. I, I, I want to be an entertainment lawyer, which is something I was introduced to via The Voice. And, and that's just me. And there are students who depend on college scholar, or depend on high school football for college scholarships or high school band for college scholarships. Sure. And we're not getting that right now. And so we're leaving behind the people. We are just widening the gap between the rich and the poor because the people who can afford it will go to private school and they'll be open and they'll be in school receiving the education they deserve as students. Everyone deserves a education in person where they're talking to humans and they know that humans care about them. There were 40,000 students in my district who were not contacted since March. That's insanity. That's insanity. We, we don't even know if they're alive. And I mean, I'm sure they're alive. I'm sure they're fine. But like, there there's domestic abuse. There's so many things that could be happening inside those homes that we don't know about unless if we're seeing children in our building every day. And so I think it is an absolute travesty that education has been considered non-essential during this because education yeah. is something that we cannot give up. I am floored. At your passion <laughs> and like how deep this, mm -hmm. you can totally tell, you know, just how much this means to you. And I'll be honest with you. These are certainly things that I haven't really thought about, you mm -hmm. know, probably because I haven't been in school for, you know, too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, but the thing is, is, I mean, that's, I applaud you. Because you do know your path. I applaud you because, you know, you have such an incredible head on your shoulders. Thank you. This mm. is one of the, you know, so I, I've always said about you that you are an incredible musician. And I believe, you know, that you are going to be moving mountains. I believe that you mm. are, you know, leading this, this, this younger generation into musicality, music in general. That, that you're bringing real music back and real musicianship back, and, and that's so important. But to have you so serious and so passionate about education, mm -hmm. which is so important, even mm -hmm. back in the day when I didn't think it was all that important, I look back now and I go, man, <laughs> no, it really was that important. Mm -hmm. And to know that you have that fire in you about education, man, I'm so proud of you. Thank I you. am so damn proud of you. <laughs> what an amazing person. But God, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what a wake up call. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Unbelievable. Oh, I've everybody. always wanted to use my voice to advocate for people who who need it. And that's why I want to be a lawyer. Um, so I think right now is the time for to do that. Um, so yeah, so thank you for giving me the opportunity and for listening. Wow, anytime, anytime. Well, it's not just me that you're talking to, mm -hmm. and this—that's the nice thing. So mm -hmm. I think that it's not just me that that did the double take. Mm -hmm. I think you got several on here that are just going, "Are you kidding me?" Mm -hmm. Wow, it's that real. was so powerful. Thank, thank you for you. that. All right, everybody, that's Sarah Grace. <laughs> wow, uh, but. 
We'll get right back to this conversation with Sarah Grace. But before we do, I want to take this time to invite everybody to check out our Patreon page. Go to www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. And there you're going to find exclusive content and exclusive merchandise only available to those of you who are patrons. It helps this website tremendously. How do you become a patron? Well, unlike a lot of other Patreon pages, I don't believe in the tier system. You pick your price. It could be 50 cents. It could be a buck. It could be 10 bucks. It could be 100 bucks. It could be $1 million. You know, it's up to you. Everybody has the same access. And speaking of new content, I released a Christmas song over the holidays, and I kept one version specifically for the Patreon page. It's completely different, and I hope you enjoy it. It features friend of the podcast, Mr. Jim Stapley, Mr. Isaac Levy, and from Big Head Todd and the Monsters, Mr. Jeremy Lawton. We had a lot of fun doing it. Anyhow, there's going to be a lot more content and a lot more merchandise available to you. And again, your support means a lot to us, and it helps this podcast out. So please visit us at www.com. Patreon.com slash KV Approach. Become a patron today. Gosh, you, you. I to you all day. Ah, likewise. <laughs> likewise. I mean, it was funny because I, I had the opportunity, right, to um, to go live or, or, or before we go live to uh, do a little sound check and whatnot. And she's playing. And I just... I just didn't want her to stop. I was like, oh, that sounds great, man. We'll keep going. And in all actuality, like, we were done with the sound check. It's just I wanted to listen to you play some more because you're so good. So, Thank you. Yeah. What have you, have you been working on new music? Have you been writing at all? Oh, yeah. I've been writing tons of stuff. I can play you something that I just wrote. Um, if I remember it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been writing so much this summer. I, I didn't have much time to write last summer because I was so um, busy with traveling. Yeah, but this you're on summer, the road. Yeah, but this summer, that's been something that um, has been a blessing is I've just, I've had so much time to sit and think about things um, and bake. I've baked and I've written songs. Um, and so I've had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, and I've had some new experiences this summer that have definitely influenced my songwriting. So that's been fun. Oh, I'd love to hear about it. Go ahead and do a tune, and we'll talk about right. that. All right? Let me, Everybody, uh, that's Sarah Grace. Get my lyrics up. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I have a couple new ones that I can do. Well, actually, so none of these are finished, but I'm going to do this for y'all. Um, this song, I wrote about someone uh, that I spent a lot of time with this summer, and I... Uh, I quit spending time with them, but they, but I um, was still kind of like, you know, having those niceties, the like, how are you doing? Uh, and it was just, it was more painful than it was worth. And I realized that I don't really enjoy when people live on my periphery. I either want people in my life um, because I do everything fully. Like I cannot halfway love a person or halfway um Disdain a person, although that is true. Um, <laughs> and so I wrote this song called Periphery. I hope y'all like it. Periphery 
that one <laughs> that's a beautiful tune thank you i just wrote it so it's not finished by any means but i just i don't know i was like <laughs> i've never played that for anyone before so well, now, you, <laughs> now you have that's yeah. a great song thank you yeah you're also quite the lyricist too thank you where does that come from i so i don't know because when i was little i was like i hate reading, writing lyrics like and by little i mean 14 you know <laughs> Um, so only like four years ago, I haven't really been writing songs for that long, but I had some really bad lyrics before and I'm still working on, I would like to tell more stories in my songs, um, because right now they're just like my stories, but I would like to do some, some narrative work, you know? Sure. Um, so I'm working on that, but, uh, but yeah, so most of the songs that I've written so far are about my own experiences, um, which, you know, that's how it goes. Um, I have a couple songs that I wrote about things that I've observed from uh, like other people's stories, um, which those are important too. I, I love those songs when I hear people's songs about other like you know because they're just they're so unique. Um, and when every musician tells their story, um, a lot of us have the same stories, um, which is funny. But we're all very similar, like mushy, gushy people. Like we feel 
things when we feel them. Yes, we and do. And so that's why I love listening to songwriters. But um, but it's so nice to hear people tell other people's stories sometimes, you know? Well, what's interesting, though, with, you know, with you saying that, mm-hmm. you know, I'd listen to that last tune, for example. I think that, you know, it's a lot of times writers write what they feel, their experiences, and obviously, you know, like you said, we kind of feel things a little different, mm-hmm. you know? The pain <laughs> is just a little bit more painful, and yeah. the, the heartfelt stuff is a little bit more heartfelt. We wear our, our hearts on our sleeves usually. It's just a little different for artists, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but what's interesting is, is here you are saying, I wanted to do more narrative work, mm-hmm. but what's interesting is I believe that with that song in particular, it's so relatable, that mm-hmm. you have you have that knack of of writing a song and albeit it is your experience i think it's very relatable and and people mm-hmm. can say well yeah she wrote that song she she tapped into exactly how i feel or mm-hmm. i i know what she's talking about that song speaks to me or that song is like my life you know mm-hmm. you that's ha- true. you have that mm-hmm. you have that and i think Thank that's you. one of those things too that that a lot of the great writers are able to accomplish, they, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you latch onto that lyric or that story or, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and it's, it's personal. It's a mm-hmm. personal thing. And I guess really that's what we're trying to do, right? Is we're trying to, you know, we're trying to be personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We spend so much time dealing with our own emotions so that we can help others deal with theirs. I like and I that. think that's, that's something that artists are, really good at doing is understanding exactly how they're feeling and sometimes it understanding it makes it worse right makes the feelings more intense and like writing about them makes the feelings worse in the moment but it, oh, it's so much better man. once you're once you're like oh, i've got in and out i i understand it and stuff we spend so much time perfectly crafting language to express such precise mo- emotions that that words by themselves really can't describe Right. So, I mean, you talking about, <laughs> uh, uh, God, what was, what was the <laughs> word that you used? Periphery? You yeah, well, periphery, but like you, you don't, um, when you're, when you're all in, like you love oh. all in. And when, mm-hmm. did you say disdain? Is that, yeah. what, is that, is that the <laughs> word that you use? Yes. When I, when I, dis, dis, when I disdain, when I, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it halfway. <laughs> I've got to really, I can't. I can't. Oh. That's awesome. But with that said, I mean, I, I go back to I go back to my experiences and, and I'm sure that you can relate. It's so funny. And, and I bring this up only because, you know, you and I will probably get this. And maybe those that, that are watching or listening um, might not. So let's talk about I, I'm assuming that that's about uh, about a relationship <laughs> of sorts. And I, I remember several relationships that went very south. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember just being so heartbroken because I'm an artist. I mm-hmm. feel things just a little deeper. I feel things, right? We really do. But then you got your friends and you got those people mm-hmm. around you like, man, you just got to take that man and just write a song about it. It's mm-hmm. like, you don't know what you're telling me to do. Like, you're telling mm-hmm. me to just, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt like hell. This is going to hurt so bad. And this is like, you're telling me to kind of put myself through this, you know, like I already feel horrible. 
and now I got to right. craft something about this hurt and go mm-hmm. into that place again and and have it just you know build and oh mm-hmm. relive it you have to relive it and you're relive like it ah, and, oh man. I don't think I want to do that no mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> no you know, and mm-hmm. but then you and then you actually write it and it's like oh, I feel okay. better now. yeah 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For are sure. you are you one who believes that the music is more important than the lyrics or vice versa? Mm. That's a that's a really hard question because like I've learned about lyrics. I've I've really developed a love for lyrics um in the past few years. Um I've latched on to artists like Josh Ritter and Adam Melcher Absolutely. and Sarah Bareilles. Yeah, and they wait, do you know Josh Ritter? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> I love him. <laughs> and like no one knows who he is and I just love him so much. Yeah. Um oh, he's yeah. a, a, my favorite lyricist. And just and like I've been reading just lyrics of songs to really understand them and I what gets me hooked on the song first is the melody and the and the yes. chords and all that. Um but then w- what really puts a song over the top for me is whenever the lyrics are just hit home you know mm-hmm. and there are so many songs like that for josh ritter so the, the reason that i fell in love with josh ritter um i i went and saw one of his shows in la um my manager scored tickets and i was like sweet i don't know who this guy is but cool okay. um we were at the show and we had to go um like too early and i was really sad but it's okay um and so i was watching his show and, and he has definitely a singer-songwriter voice and like i really look for voices whenever I'm listening to music. That's just something that's really important to me. And so I was like, you know, he, he's cool. He's cool. But then he played this song called The Temptation of Adam. And it was this beautiful narrative. Um, and it was about people falling in love in World War Three and like falling in love 300 feet under the ground. And it's just so like in a bunker. And it's so beautiful. Cool. It's it's just such a great song. And the lyrics blew my mind. And he did the song. He, he just performed it by himself on stage. And it just blew my mind. And I have not stopped listening to him since then. And same thing for a bunch of songs by Sarah Bareilles and Adam Melcher. And so lately, lyrics have take on, taken on a greater significance in in my listening. Um, I enjoy songs that I can engage with lyrically um, probably more than music right now. Um, but I do I do really think the music is super important, obviously. Absolutely. Well, I know that you got to run pretty quickly here. Mm-hmm. So do you mind doing another tune? Oh, we'll, yes. And, we'll, uh, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit more. We'll say our goodbyes. And I wish yeah. I didn't know to go. Oh, I, I know. Calculus it's, homework. Calculus. It's really hard, too. I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you ever going to need calculus in life? Really? Maybe. I don't know. I might go into business. I might go into international ga- business. Do you need algebra in life? I don't know. What you if they're... So, I've actually... I've always thought about that when I was little. Because I was like, you know what? I'm never... Like, I can't stand science. And so, I was so annoyed when I was learning physics. I'm like, ah, I don't need physics. And then I was like, I'm not learning physics. Like, that's not what I'm in school to do. I'm, I'm in school... To learn how to learn and how to and to learn how to be with people and, and to deal with things that I don't really want to do, like learning physics. So once <laughs> I started awesome. realizing that, I was like, cool, I can uh, do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're 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 something else. You're something <laughs> else. All right, you do it soon. I'm gonna get out of here. All right. Everybody, I don't know what to do. What should I play? Oh, though? we'll play something good. Play play one of yours. Let's do one play of one yours. Of mine. All right, yeah, I'm gonna do one I, of mine. All right. All right.
Hi guys. Um, I'm trying to decide what song I'm gonna do. Let's see. Um, normally I choose before I get on here, but you know what? Um, let's do, there's a song that I wrote um, towards the beginning of this year. And I wrote it about when you're not sure how someone feels about you and you're just, and you're just like, I don't, I can't get a read on you. I can't get a read on your read on me. And it's, I, I think this song's really fun because um, I've heard that Wisconsin and Minnesota are similar. Because I, I, I played this song in Wisconsin earlier this summer and I talked about how the weather in Texas changes every five minutes. And so I wrote this song relating how I couldn't tell how a person felt about me to how I can't tell how Texas is going to be. Um, and so I've heard that y'all, that weather in Wisconsin and Minnesota is like that as well. And I'm assuming a lot of y'all are, are around there. Um, so this song is called Texas Weather. I hope y'all like it. It's also what I submitted for a lot of my audition tapes for college. So. My mood changes like the Texas weather as we drive through the state. Are we hot? Are we cold? Are we go? My feet up on the dash You're driving way too fast I'm not afraid of what I will say Can scare you away My skin burning in the Texas sun have I done? Are we doing this now? Are we playing this out? Won't you just let me know? Won't you let me go? Are we hot? Are we cold? Are we a go? Stuck on this love, happy enough. When you're laughing, I'm thinking, can of myself. Wish I could tell you I'm staying. Oh, won't you just let me know? Won't you? Things
calculus but man i if there's anybody out there that has just just a youngster i'm just going to say youngster because it could be anything from you know from grade school age up to high school up to college i want you to take a look back at this particular show I want you to hear what she had said earlier about education. And I want you guys to recognize this face. I want you to recognize this person because she, she is somebody that I would be proud to know that, that, that somebody was modeling their life after. They look up to her as a role model because she is one of the good ones. Thank Great you so head much. on your shoulders, man. I am so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And Thank you, you and I definitely gotta gotta be in touch and and, oh, and yes. uh yes, yes. Um so just everybody, she's gotta do some calculus now. So, <laughs> so. I gotta go calculate some second derivatives. <laughs> man, that's metamucil. <laughs> yeah. Uh so you guys. This is my friend, Sarah Grace. I'm so happy to have her on here. Everybody, go check her out. Where can people find you? You can check out my website at www.saragraceandthesoul.com. That's my band name. Um, you can also check out my Instagram at Sarah Grace and the Soul and my Facebook at Sarah Grace and the Soul. And then also my Twitter is at SG and the Soul. So if you'd like to um, hear my random thoughts, that is what Twitter is for. And if you would like to follow any of the other... Oh, and I have a YouTube too, and that's Sarah Grace and the Soul. Um, so yeah, so if y'all would like to follow me, listen to some of my music... I love playing music for people, so. Yeah, that's so awesome. Hey, well, there you go. Hey, check it out, y'all. I was just made aware that uh, there's a little glitch in the Matrix. My second song was cut off, so I apologize. But really, you don't need to hear me. It was all about Sarah Grace. What would y'all think about her? Wow. Man, that voice and those songs and just... Just who she is. She's just one of the good ones. Great head on her shoulders. She's just a sweetheart. I think the world of her. And uh, I said it up top, of the, you know, at the top of the show, and I'll say it again. Man, she gives me so much hope for the future generation. Man, just musically and just as uh, just who she is. It gives me a lot of hope. So there you go. Go check out her music. Go follow her. Go do all that good stuff. And while you're at it, go visit us at Patreon, www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. It helps out this podcast, and we got a whole new year to do some very, very cool stuff, but we can't do it without you, right? You guys pick your price. There's no tears. Everybody gets the same content, whether you spend 50 cents to $5 million, 
Yeah, we can do it. Uh, anyhow, go check it out. Speaking of the content, we got my brand new Christmas song up there. It's a completely different version, only exclusive to those of you that are patrons on our Patreon page. It features friend of the podcast, Jim Stabley, Isaac Levy, and from Big Head Todd and the Monsters, Mr. Jeremy Lawton. It is real, real fun stuff. Very different. Anyhow, that's it. We're going to see you all next year. Take care. Be good to each other. Love one another, man. Bye, 2020. We'll see you.